Welcome to the Hero Maker Podcast. I'm Andrea Shreeman, writer, director, EP, living in LA. I'm Jennifer Morrison, and I currently serve as the Commissioner of Public Safety for the state of Vermont. We are here to seek out and tell the full story of our friends who were murdered in college, Rachel Raver and Warren Fulton III. We really need to make sure that their deaths were not in vain and that every possible lesson and improvement for the system can be squeezed from the retelling of the circumstances that ultimately led to the identification of their killer. Welcome to case update number two. At the end of case update number one, Velda Jefferson, the mother of the woman we believe was Alfredo Prieto's first homicide victim, Tina Jefferson, described a series of violent events that occurred in Southern California in which three women were abducted and raped by Prieto and two other perpetrators. Since that episode, we spoke with Chief Eric Hopley, who was one of the first on the scene of that event from September 2nd, 1990. Chief Hopley provided the names of all the known West Coast victims of Rachel and Warren's killer. We also spoke with retired Fairfax County cold case detective Bob Murphy, who filled in a lot of Prieto's whereabouts and movements between 1988 and 1990. Here are the names of all of Prieto's known rape and homicide victims, all of whom were mentioned in episodes 7 and 8. Tina Jefferson died May 10th, 1988, in Arlington County, Virginia. Rachel Raver and Warren Fulton III were shot on December 4th, 1988 in Fairfax County, Virginia, an unknown male victim, summer 1989, Washington, D.C. Manuel Cermino died on September 2nd, 1989, Prince William County, Virginia, surviving rape victim from 1989, Suzette, Prince William County. Stacy Segrist and Tony Giannuzzi died on May 5th, 1990, Riverside County, California. Senior couple Lula Farley died on June 2nd, 1990. San Bernardino County, and her husband, Herbert Farley, shortly after in Riverside County. 17-year-old Lisa and her mother survived the triple abduction and rape event in which 15-year-old Yvette Woodruff lost her life on September 2nd, 1990, in San Bernardino County. We now know that Warren and Rachel's killer left the scene of their murders and contacted his girlfriend, Alicia Hernandez, to have her follow him up to Jamaica, Queens to, quote, visit her family. There, Prieto abandoned Rachel's brown Toyota Corolla on the street, where it began to accumulate parking tickets, and it was stripped and burned. Bob Murphy described the first time he met Alfredo Prieto, and it was not related to Rachel and Warren's case. Detective Murphy recounted a rape investigation that led him and his partner to an apartment in Prince William County. The rapist's technique for abducting his victim at that time was to bump her car from behind so she would pull over, at which point he approached her vehicle with his gun pointed at her head. While interviewing the accused rapist, the man identified himself with a driver's license in the name of Hernandez. Murphy explained that by the time they were able to convince the prosecutor to issue an arrest warrant for assault, the man they knew as Hernandez had moved on. It wasn't until 15 years later when the Fairfax cold case team was preparing to prosecute Prieto for Rachel and Warren's case that Murphy discovered the killer's fake ID with his alias on it. He recognized the name and photo and realized it was the accused rapist who went by Hernandez that he had interviewed all those years ago. Detective Murphy also shared about two more victims he knew about in the D.C. area. 
Prieto befriended a guy by the name of Manuel Cermino, who had witnessed Prieto kill a man in D.C. and throw his body in a dumpster, at which point Manuel attempted to distance himself from Prieto. The person in the dumpster was never identified. Shortly after witnessing that incident, Manuel was also found dead. He was shot by the same gun as Warren, Rachel, and Tina, and his body was found burned in a car. In episode eight, we also discovered that Alfredo Prieto apparently came to the Arlington area to live with his father and that they both worked cutting grass at Dulles Airport. Rachel and Warren were killed along the desolate Dulles Toll Road, which connects DC to the airport. After the bump and rape incident and using the alias of Hernandez, our friend's killer left the DC area and headed back to the West Coast. And it's in episode seven where we begin to learn the many names and details of his heinous crimes in the Pomona, Ontario area. From the age of 15, when Alfredo arrived in the United States, he became affiliated with PNS, the Pomona Northside Gang. He bore a tattoo of PNS across his back. Eric Hopley was one of the first police officers on the scene of Yvette Woodruff's murder, because at that time, in 1990, he had already been working for several years on a gang unit and had a lot of relationships and knowledge of local gang activity. Chief Hopley described that following the triple rape event in which Yvette Woodruff was murdered and for which three other perpetrators were eventually sentenced, the police department received many tips from people that they could tell were gang members. Numerous tips implicated Prieto. Clearly, he had taken things too far and was putting potential gang enterprise and relationships at risk. Chief Hopley also described that coming face-to-face -face with Prieto in the small interview room after his arrest felt to him like staring evil directly in the face. Prieto cursed out Hopley and his partner. Prieto was tried on many counts for Yvette Woodruff's kidnapping, rape, and murder. Her best friend, Lisa, testified not only in that case that landed him on death row in San Quentin, but also testified against him 17 years later in Rachel and Warren's rape and murder case in Fairfax County. In preparation for trial in Rachel and Warren's case, Bob Murphy interviewed Alfredo's father, who was in prison for rape at the time. Detective Murphy also mentioned by name Major Rich Perez, a Spanish-speaking detective who sat next to Prieto on the airplane when he was extradited from San Quentin to stand trial for Rachel and Warren's deaths. Murphy shared that Prieto knew his rights and refused to speak with detectives without a lawyer present. Yet he couldn't resist talking to Perez in Spanish about everything from politics to current events. Detective Murphy commended Perez for his foresight in getting Prieto to talk about many things that ultimately made it clear to a jury in 2008 that Prieto had full mental capacity and should be considered for capital punishment. Prieto is only one of a handful of criminals ever to be sentenced to death in multiple states. Detective Murphy also mentioned by name Sally Fayez, who currently serves as the Director of Victim Services for Fairfax County, for her extraordinary service as a victim advocate, always going above and beyond to make a connection to the victims and families she works with. She flew out to California to be part of victim interviews. She picks people up from the airport. She has taken them out for meals and much, much more. Finally, we briefly spoke with Murphy about Prieto's history, his family, the fact that his four other brothers and sisters led decent lives, and that I've made contact with one of his siblings who we're hoping will speak with us again. We learned that they witnessed much violence during Prieto's childhood in San Salvador, 
and we discuss the robust defense that Prieto received when tried in Virginia by two of the country's most renowned defense attorneys, Peter Greenspan and Jonathan Shapiro. There's still so much more to unpack. It's our hope to meet at least one member of every family that has lost someone to the reprehensible crimes of our friend's killer. And we do have some wonderful episodes coming up with experts in campus safety, forensic DNA, and public safety. As always, we appreciate you for listening and following along as we uncover the details of Rachel and Warren's and the many, many connected cases. From our family to yours, stay safe and take care of each other. Thanks to sound mixer and podcast producer, Michael Doherty, sound designer, Andy Bill of Submachine Audio, and graphic designer, Junglin Bay. Thanks also to me, hero maker, director, and producer, Andrea Schrieden. Please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts and take a moment to rate us. It really helps the podcast grow. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Hero Maker Pod. Want to collaborate or suggest a guest? Please email us at media at theheromakerpodcast.com. The Hero Maker Podcast is a production of Prudent Pictures. Thank you so much for listening. If you or someone you know is connected either personally or as the result of violent crime to Alfredo Prieto, a convicted rapist and killer who lived in and around San Bernardino, California, Arlington, Virginia, and Jamaica, Queens, New York, between the years of 1984 and 1990, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at info at theheromakerpodcast.com.